tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. We're back for another episode of Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm Dario Kristen, and joining me is Courtney Stewart. Say what's up, Courtney. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, the last couple of weeks, we have had some really just exciting, exciting guests. I and know. In the middle of all this craziness going on in the world, we got the good man himself. We love him. I mean, I'm just so excited. Like, I just don't even know what to say. Michael Boltman <laughs> in the house with us today. In the house. Hey, hey, everybody. We got dogs with us today, too. Dogs? Oh, my God. All the dogs making noises today. They just wow. want to yeah. They're excited, too. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. And I know we were chatting a little bit before, and you're in New York, so you're about to tackle a little bit of rain while we're living in this sunshine life in L.A. Oh, yeah. Don't don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still get the change of seasons. Ah, uh, block <laughs> And today's a big day. Tonight is the season finale of your show, The Good Wife. So yes, we're sir. excited it's about that. finale of season four of uh, The Good Fight. And, uh, yes, I'm very excited. Very excited to be uh but you know it, it, it's it's weird because with streaming you can watch it anytime you know that's the whole point right. but i am one of those people that i'm kind of old school i wait for it to come on and they, <laughs> right. things don't come on anymore they stream or they drop or they whatever so uh but i wait for it to i wait for the original air date because it's still exciting to me it's exciting like ooh, you know it's out there and people are watching it but then i've had to get used to this whole thing of like you know, it, that the, the time where it remains in people's awareness, as ex where each episode, you know, remains in each yeah. in, in a person's awareness has extended in a weird way so that, you know, people will come up two weeks after a show aired and go, oh, I just watched that episode. It was so good. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, that episode from two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's funny things to get used to in this new, in the digital era. In the digital era. And that was my fault. I said, I said the, the good wife, but I met the good the good fight because we are, you know, that's the spinoff. So, yes, you know, sir. you gotta, gotta get that correct. You're not the first one to do that, believe me. <laughs> I still do it myself sometimes, which is crazy. <laughs> well, you know what? I think the show's title right now is very appropriate for what's going on in the world. This has been yes, a sir. rough week for black folks. And oh. Uh, oh. it's been yeah. a lot going on. And literally when I knew you were coming on the show, the first thing when I was like, wow, the good fight, I was like, that's, I feel like that's literally where we're living in our life right now. I mean, yeah. how have you, kind of been uh, dealing with all the things that we've been seeing in the news uh, from, you know, Minneapolis to all the way to LA riots yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's just a very interesting time for all of us. You know, I feel like there is, uh, I, I don't want to say an awakening because we've been dealing with these issues for certainly all of our lives and our grandparents' lives and grandparents' lives. But I feel like the tone of our response, meaning the African-American community, is starting to change. And I, and it may only be because I find myself angrier and angrier and angrier about these things. Whereas before, I think we used to, at least I always felt more of a resignation, like, oh, that's yeah. just the way it is. We're never gonna, but I don't know if it's, you know, the the empowerment of, of, of our sort of imaginations through, because of things like Obama's, you know, presidency or whatever. I just, or it could be younger generations. I just feel like people are not so ready to forgive. Yeah. As, um, as I've always said, black people are the most forgiving people on the planet. You know, that's not true. Because yes, if we are. weren't, if we weren't, <laughs> nothing would work, and the the country would shut down. 
But um, I think that we're certainly with the advent of, you know, the cameras everywhere on people's phones and stuff. Now this stuff, fortunately and unfortunately, we're seeing it, but unfortunately it's hard to watch. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, yeah. you know. I didn't know, I have four children and um, three girls and a boy. And I, wow. I, don't, I, I tell them sometimes, I wish, you, I wish you wouldn't watch it, but I can't, I can't yeah. stop them. Yeah. By the yeah. time we, by the time we all came together last night for dinner, they had all seen the poor thing, um, the gentleman in Minneapolis, and, yeah. and Minneapolis, which I always thought was this bastion of of liberal. This is where a prince is from. I, I was mean, gonna say, I just think of Prince in Purple Rain. Yeah, exactly. Basically, <laughs> part. That they had. part. But oh, then when I talk to a couple of friends of mine who are from there, they go, "Oh no, we we have issues. We have issues." Yeah. So yeah. it's know, everywhere. It's very interesting times, and I feel like uh, the one great thing about being a part of the good fight is that it reflects what's happening in a crazy way. Um, yeah. Our head writers and creators, Robert and Michelle King, have always been able to just be on the, right on the edge of the bleeding edge of what's about to happen. You know, yeah. I don't, I've always said, do they, you know, do they have a crystal ball or whatever? Because <laughs> somehow it, it, yeah. it always turns out that what's on the show is just actually like popping off like that week in the media. People are talking about this or something that happened or whatever. And oh my God, we're literally, our show this, this week is about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's a great thing to be a part of something that feels relevant and yet at the same time timeless because these are issues. We had an episode a few weeks ago where, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 black actors in a scene talked about reparations and you got all of the different perspectives of, you know, that you find in the African community, African-American community about that issue. And I was like, and I wasn't even, this, I wasn't in the scene, which I wish I was in that scene so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's just, it's great to be a part of something that is, that is a much, that takes a mature and adult and nuanced look at all of these issues. Yeah, one thing that I think is great about the show, as you mentioned, is that you guys do speak about topical things that are going on. And, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and it, for me, when I am checking out the show, I, yeah. I, I can relate to it even more because not just 100%. not just the great characters that you play, like Julius Cain, you know, I also get yeah. to relate to the topics that are going on. And I'm like you said, you're watching the news. And I was like, wow. I mean, yeah. this is and to see the perspective of how the show takes it is also very interesting. Yeah, 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 it is. It's we've had moments where say if Christine Baranski's not in a particular scene. I've been on the set with Delroy Lindo, Audra <laughs> McDonald, Kush Jumbo, and Niambi Niambi, and at one point looked around and said, oh, this is the blackest show I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so good, this is wonderful. You know, and, and that's all due to our wonderful uh, creators, the Kings. They also have included an unbelievable writer's room that is very diverse in every way that you could imagine. You know, yeah. certainly people of color, LGBTQ representation, and you know, it's so, you really feel like these issues have been thought about and talked about in that writer's room before you ever get a script. So yeah. it's just great. And yeah. then your character, Julius, I mean, you went yeah. from the good wife to the good fight. Yeah. And obviously the, the revamping of the character is still on the same shows. Yeah. What can you tell us about tonight and kind of like where you, what little tidbit can you tell us about the finale and where the character might go? Well, I can tell you that we, um, the trouble with, uh, that Julius finds himself in only gets worse. 
Um, we are, you know, finding out more and more about Memo 618. And uh, the future is not certain for our Julius King. So, you know, I'm waiting to hear what happens just like everybody else is. So that's all I'm allowed to say. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, gets, it gets deep, it gets deep. And, um, and in a very interesting way, based on also the kinds of things we're talking about. And in fact, you'll see tonight that something quite shocking and relevant happens to my character that's, that bears some resemblance to things that are going on right now. So we'll see. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of bearing semblance to things that are going on right now, as yeah. you've been playing this character for a while now and the mm -hmm. concept, even starting in The Good Wife and moving into The Good Fight, like you guys are you know, constantly having to work within the system and trying yeah. to change things and shift things. How yeah. has that, even playing that character and dealing with those stories on camera, how has that sort of influenced your own walk and just regular life and how you see the system as it is in the real yeah. world now? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, um, before I, um, since Julius was a part of the good wife over many years, um, we never talked about his politics. So I assumed that, you know, I was like me in real life, you know, and <laughs> at the beginning of the good fight, Robert King says to me, you know, uh, well, we've got some interesting ideas for your character. And, and I said, oh, like what? You know, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. What, what could we, I've been, but I've been playing this character for a long time. So what could be new? He said, well, we think he's a Trump supporter. And I said, oh, whoa, oh, okay. Oh, I oh, was what? upset. A, <laughs> and I, I immediately got scared. It is the <laughs> only time that I have ever seriously thought I, I might have to walk away from this job. I, mm. I might have to, because I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to take a character that I've already been playing? That was the thing. If it, had, if, if it had been a new character, a new project altogether, and somebody came to me and said, oh, we want you to play this Trump supporter, I would have been like, great. I can, I can you know, figure that out because it's building something from the ground up. But how do you keep the character that you sort of worked on on the old show and now we have this new sort of element that's a big element right now. And that was, and I, at the beginning, just didn't know how I was gonna do it. How I was, because what I, what I have always striven to do is, with any character I play, is to do honor to that character. You know, I've never wanted to, no matter what the character's ideas, beliefs, sexuality, whatever, I've always wanted to do it honestly because you, 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 you I don't want to, I've ever wanted to fall into stereotypes. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? When I did Spin City, for instance, I played a gay activist and I didn't know what that meant and I had to go and figure it out. And I wanted to do it honorably because I didn't want to insult the people who, who, who lived that life and in, lived in that world, you know, in the real, real life. And so this being the other end of, of that screen, <laughs> I had to do the same thing. Yeah. And, um, but it was easier than I thought in the sense that I tried to sit down. I, I had a couple of panicked nights where I was sitting going, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna make this character real? And then it occurred to me that I have had conservatives in my family, not necessarily Republicans, but conservatives. My family's from the South, I'm from the Midwest. Um, my family were all military. My uh, grandfather was in World War II, my great-grandfather, my grandfather was in Korea, my father and all my uncles were in Vietnam. 
And these were men who definitely honored that commitment. You know what I mean? And uh, my grandfather was somebody that wouldn't allow, we, we took that flag out every Memorial Day, Labor Day, and 4th of July. He took it out of a plastic wrapped case that was this amazing, you know, and we would have this big uh, ceremony about how we, and one year I let the flag hit the floor. Oh my, <laughs> uh -oh. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh boy, you don't let that flag hit that floor. <laughs> but I never forgot it and I never, and so, and so what, what, and that voice came back to me when I was thinking about that. He's like, there are ways to get to what you would think of as a conservative mindset yeah. um, that don't involve necessarily, you know, imitating some goofball you saw on, you know, MSNBC or something. You know what I mean? I just wanted to yeah. be real. And also to re reflect the fact that we do have that ongoing discussion in the African-American community. There are yeah. all, all, you know, ends of that spectrum, liberals to, you know, even far right people and far left and everything else. So it, it kind of helped me to see that, you know, there's commonality, you know, mm -hmm. just because you disagree with someone politically doesn't mean that you have to automatically say, this is a bad person, this is an evil person, yeah. which was sort of more my take at the beginning of this, of this process. <laughs> and I still struggle with it. I mean, I do struggle with it, but, um, what the writers told me at the beginning of the show was that, no, 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 we want to see him struggle. We want to see that struggle. We want to see you know, how you as a conservative are able to you know, continue to claim that you know, if, you, if it's a struggle um, for you. And so it, it worked, it worked out well, but then it, the, the first episode where my character reveals his politics, I think the day after it, uh, for, the, for that episode streamed, I must have had five people, strangely enough, all women, African-American women, mm. come up to me and say some version of, I can't believe you did that. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I was like, what, ma'am? Why, what, what, what are you talking How could you vote for Trump? And I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, easy, wow. easy. Wait a minute, that's a, a TV, it's a character I play. The and these, these sisters were not pleased. They, they were like, hearing it. Not they weren't, they weren't, <laughs> but yep. it's okay. Cause I also felt like, well, we must be, we must be reaching into somebody's, you know, mind and, and pulling some strings. So that's what it's all about. Definitely you know, did that. And it's fun. And at the same time, I think, you know, you want to be able to make a character relatable and yeah. that's all I, I was. Uh, so I thought about, you know, my family again, everybody, you know, Southern Baptists, you know, and, and uh, you want to talk conservative. There's some conservativeness. For oh, me. I get it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that feeling very well. But you know what I mean? I mean, and, yeah. and may very well vote every single election Democrat, but, but a conservative kind of mindset, right? For sure. So I wanted to sort of, and, and they, they, they say at one point in the, episode, in the show that Julius is Catholic and he has six or seven kids. I have four kids in real life. So it was easy to kind of relate on that level. So yeah. it's a complicated kind of, ball of wax but it's fun if you could uh sit in the writer's room and write a new storyline for julius for next season what might you want to write Ooh, look at you you're trying to get me in trouble <laughs> <laughs> what i would want to write without giving anything away is um that he that julius attains 
a level of power and responsibility wherever he may land that we that that goes even further than where he is now which is a federal court judge hmm. um i i see him i see power being a very important part of his evolution and i think a part of what julius you know what why he wound up leaving the firm that he loved in the first place was for the opportunity as he says in as i say in one episode you know i i don't i won't make anywhere near as much money as on the bench as i can here at the firm but um there's a great scene that i had with the wonderful lashans who plays my wife um and they they actually wound up cutting it but where we talk about all the reasons why well you know versus you know staying at the firm versus going to the bench but you know julius has always wanted to be uh, you know a federal judge to be able to make change you know so but because of the the um effects of what's happening this season you know he gets into deeper and deeper deeper trouble with regard to memo 618 and so he uh he's up for he's up for a rough ride but i, I mm. if i could sit in the room with the writers to answer your question <laughs> it would be to uh to ensure that he comes out of it certainly battered certainly bruised but uh with a whole lot of power and a lot of enemies enemies i like that good drama i like that i like that that's right that's good drama that's right good there. drama <laughs> yeah yeah and you've had such a a, a long career in Hollywood as an African-American male actor. I mean, you've been on some of my favorite shows, Spin City, Anger Management, Madam oh, Secretary, yeah. the yeah. list goes on and on and on. And obviously right now, currently, you know, on, on your show now. So what would you say if you could give a piece of advice to a lot of the newer actors right now? Because I'm, I'm sure the industry has changed a bit since you started. Of course, there's yeah. like all the digitals. Yeah, you know, networks and opportunities yeah. for black writers to write themselves and in, mm -hmm. into projects. But what yeah. would you tell someone who is really wanting to have a long career like yourself in the business? I would tell them that's a great question. I would tell them to watch great actors, watch mm -hmm. really great actors whom you respect and whose performances move you. And that can be actors or actresses. For me, James Earl Jones and Sidney Poitier, or my two sort of bright lights as a young actor though i want to be i want to be like those guys you know what i mean but in order to sort of even begin to attain that you have to study and you have you yeah. know i went to drama school i was a theater major and and not everybody um gets to do that but there are certainly you know classes to take and 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 reading that can be done and and i i think talent plays a, plays a part certainly Sure. But I think also the ability to sort of stay open and um, to the to the possibilities. I've been fortunate enough to sort of work back and forth between comedy and drama, for instance. I did uh, a lot of sketch comedy when I was younger, and then of course sitcoms like Spin City. And so I I like doing those things. It's fun. I mean, I I I often tell people that you know when they someone does stop me on the street to ask, also to make sure you want to be an actor. Because sometimes mm -hmm. people don't want to be an actor. Sometimes people want to be famous. Right. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> right. And I have said to folks, particularly young young men and, and women of color, it's like, be good at what you hope to do. You know, be, mm -hmm. be you know, work hard at it. You will get opportunities that you cannot in, envision right now. If you, if, but if you get up there, every time you get a shot at an audition or a reading or whatever, 
you may not get that part, but if someone walks out of that room saying, you know, that, 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 that guy or that gal was really, really good, there might be something. So you just, but they won't say that if you are, as my mother would say, trifling or <laughs> don't know your lines, <laughs> aren't prepared. <laughs> right. sort of things. And, I, so, and I also think it's the difference between stardom and and having, as you as you describe, a, a long career, Daryl. You know, just the idea of uh, my daughter is just starting her career, and she was doing quite well at the, right before the virus shut everything down. But um, mm -hmm. as I have said to her, you know, you it's about it's about the long haul. It's about the long road. And uh, I have literally heard, uh, seen young people's faces glaze over when I say anything about taking a class or going to study or anything. <laughs> They're like, can't you just like tell me what agent to call and, uh, you know, tell them to ship the script to my mansion that I don't have yet. You know what I mean? They, they have to right. say, you know, it's a process. And But I say, I always say, if you want to, if you want to be successful, be good. Be somebody that they, they, they want to come for you for a particular reason. Oh, that guy's really, you know, dependable, whatever it is, but be, be professional is basically yeah. what, what it takes. It's because I think I've always thought of acting as both an art form and a craft. And so, you know, it, it, you're a craftsman and I, it's good if you can get, be known for your craft. Yeah, Speaking and, of and your craft. I'm sorry. Okay, Courtney. Go ahead, Courtney. <laughs> I was just going to ask what creatively would you like to do that you haven't gotten to tackle just yet? Oh, well, I am getting to that point where I've written many, I've, you know, I'm a novelist as well. I, I, love, I love writing. I've written four novels and wow. dozens of screenplays that have never been produced. I have been published and uh, um, tons of short stories and things like that. At a certain point, I realized that there's nothing better than actually creating the content and content is, is a word that I'm again, just becoming familiar with. Because when people ask me about content, I go, you mean shows? I, I still say shows. You mean shows? Like, I want to make my own show. But yeah, I would like to do something like that. And I, I'm not even necessarily that, you know, hyped to necessarily even act in things that I might create. Um, I think I'd like to begin taking that bigger bird's eye view of, of the process of directing and writing and, you know, running a show or, you know, uh, directing a film, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so that's sort of where I, I, I kind of feel my, my kind of energy sort of leaning these days. I, I feel but like I also, I, wanna... I also love being an actor. I, I, to me, the greatest actors, the greatest performers, the greatest performances I've ever seen are by actors in their 70s, 60s and 70s, you know what I mean? Because of the <laughs> life experience and, and the, the physical vulnerability, but also having this flame of talent and experience that you just can't fake. You get, so I look forward to, you know, hopefully that part of my career as well. I, I feel like I want to know what those novels are about. You said I know, four right? novels. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, what would you, what were the subjects? And the screenplays. <laughs> and the screenplays, right. I know, I know, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, the screenplays are in my trunk somewhere, but I'm all, you, you can see me on Amazon for sure for all the novels that have, that have been published. I'm a science fiction guy, science fiction, horror, you know, and, and comedy. I, I like all of those sort of thrown in, thrown together. I love a good zombie comedy as much as anybody. <laughs> I love zombie too. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you on that one all the way. Don't even get me started with the zombie. We all are zombie. <laughs> you well, we're, we're, those, Courtney? 
<laughs> not at all i'm i'm no. i'm all over the zombiness myself oh so. good <laughs> and i would good. love to see more interpretations of those things from people of color exactly, exactly. and i am in, that's what i'm interested in is seeing sort of those classic tropes of all kinds through our various perspectives we've seen them all we've seen them six ways till sunday in the other way the mainstream way and now i think that you know with you know wonderful people like jordan peele and all that sort of thing. It's it's time. It's it's time for our perspective and our voices to be heard. And thank God, you know. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap up, Michael. But uh, obviously, we all are in the middle still of this pandemic and quarantine. Yeah. What is something that first thing you're going to do when you get out of the lockdown? Oh Lord. Mm, wow, that's a good one. I'm probably going to. Oh my God, my wife is yelling at all my. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I wasn't going to say nothing. Though. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love it, though. I, you know what? The first thing I actually would like to do, I love, I actually like to drive. I like, I, mm -hmm. I, I relax if I'm up. When I lived in LA, where you guys are, if I couldn't sleep, I would get in my car and wherever I was living. I, sometimes I lived in the valley over the years or I lived in on the west side. I would head right down Pico Boulevard and take a right up PCH and just go till I couldn't go anymore. And I miss that. So, and we don't have that kind of a, a drive here in New York. We, you know, we certainly have the ocean, but not, nothing <laughs> yeah. like, so. It's a little different. Yeah. Unless you, different. Got, unless you got into burbs. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Just being the, the freedom of movement again, you know, just yeah. to be able to kind of, I want to go here without having to worry about, well, what if I have to go to the bathroom, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So well, where where can fans find you uh, to find out any projects you're working on to just yep. if they want to just look at your information or do, yep. are you doing any live tweeting tonight for the show? I am uh, not doing live tweeting, uh, interestingly enough, but I am on, you know, Twitter and Instagram. I, my daughter tells me I have to say Instagram because that's the one that that's relevant. I got. <laughs> all right, sorry. I'm on all of it. Twitter too. I love Twitter. Twitter is awesome. Twitter, Facebook, all of those. And then my website is michaelboatman.us and you can find out about my uh, books and short stories and upcoming projects there. Great. Well, we're excited. We're excited to watch you tonight on the Ooh. season finale of Thank The Good Fight. Ready. Yes. Thank you. Courtney. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, I, I, but I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, you get since you gave us that little, you know, little tea about Julius tonight. I can't wait to watch and see what's going down. Yeah, right? it gets a, little, gets a little thick, a little thick, but you know, <laughs> we'll see how it works out. Courtney, where can fans find you? You guys know I'm all over Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok as well. Ooh, and uh, you'll catch me tonight watching the Good Fight. Right, yes. right. all access. <laughs> watching my man Michael Boltman. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, well, thanks for stopping in. And we'll, uh, we'll get you in the studio once uh, things get back to somewhat normal. Absolutely. I'm looking. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.